Now in the studio we have Suzanne Hunter who normally is interviewing other people but today I'm interviewing her, so there. This is true, yes it's very strange, the shoe's on the other foot today Dave. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much, lovely to be here. Now you have a new book out, so do tell us about the book please. This is correct, yes, that's called Ferret to Fame, an entertainer's epic journey from forest floor to stage door. Now would you like to hear a story, would you like to hear a bit about it? Go on, go on. Okay, well Frida was aghast to see a ferret staring back at her in the mirror. Was this freakish physical manifestation due to her feeling forced to ferret out work as an actress? Drawn to the great outdoors, Frida finds herself in a world unknown, an alternative field of entertainment, that of the animal kingdom. Stuck out in the sticks, she soon discovers that all the world is a stage when unearthing a new cast of creative creatures. If anyone knows about a down-the-rabbit-hole type of adventure, it is a ferret. Despite having the body of a ferret, Frida Sim interprets this new world through the eyes of a show business performer, and it strikes her how shockingly similar the natural world is to the cruel, backbiting world that she's come from. Frida is now in grave danger of being misled and ending up on the wrong path entirely on the rocky road to stardom. Having experienced the hungry years as an actress, Frida is keen to cut her teeth on the latest material and get her fair share of juicy parts. If she's to sniff out vital clues, she must find ways to collaborate with those she discovers en route. Can Frida find her way back into the public eye as a performer, or will she forever be shunned as simply a freak of nature? Will Frida be lured in by the trappings of fame, or can she develop the extraordinary skills of self-preservation necessary to make it to her desired destination? From now on, it is simply a case of adapt or die. So take a leap and embark on an epic journey with Frida, as she see and see the natural world through the eyes of an actress turned ferret. This is a must-read for anyone who has struggled to find their way to their desired destination while staying true to themselves. Thank you. Right, now, do tell us, where did the idea for this come from? Because this is quite an extraordinary idea, an extraordinary book. Yes, well, it started off um, two ways, really. I, I would not long been out of drama school and we're all um, advised to go on a sort of linear path um, get the agent, get the casting director, become the star. Um, and also, um, as I went through my sort of acting career, I've started to realise that other people, just not, not just myself, but needed some sort of advice on where to go, the sort of venues that they need to go to, and um, what was going on. But I soon realised, after writing this route in a non-fiction way, that actually venues can go out of date quite quickly, mm. and uh, a lot of um, industry people change. But coupled with this, I was always sort of known by friends and family as the ferret because I'd always be seeking out work and really? sort of sniffing out opportunities of sort of influences and openings. So this kind of ferret became central, actually, to the story. And it rather took over from being a non-fiction book to a fiction book and a story with um, Frida Ferret, as we've just heard. She's central to the plot. And it's very much seen through the eyes of um, a performer, the perspective of a performer, which is why she sees things in such an extraordinary way. Yeah. So, um, yes, that's very much where it started from, really. Wow. Okay. Now, 
You, you have been an actress for a long time. I did read on your well, on your bio. You actually started at Leatherhead Theatre. That's right. Which yes. I know well because I work in Leatherhead. Oh, Pretty perfect, good, right? lovely. Yes, of course. Um, back in the day, it was known as the Thorndike Theatre. Thorndike. That's it? right. Named Thorndike. after Sybil Thorndike. Oh like yeah. Yvonne Arno. Yeah. After Yvonne Arno. And um, so yes, I sort of my enthusiasm got fired at the um, Leatherhead Theatre, which is a lovely place. Obviously Thorndike in the day, and um, the director was Pamela Zamboni, and she actually before I went there she was my drama teacher at my secondary school and um very sadly missed now but um she really she saw something in me she saw the potential and she's very encouraging on my path and so I went there as well 14 and we uh, started to um work on plays and also the most exciting part I found even at that young age was to work on reinterpreting material so we had um sort of pandora's box and some of the greek legends and we would write yeah. around that concept and come up with original material and songs so i'm kind of going back to that sort of way of creating something i've always wanted to create things so, so you're yeah. writing songs as well between you yeah between us i'm not particularly um i have musical but between us yeah we we're coming up with concepts for for songs and we had a musical director with us as well so yes it was a yes interesting very interesting time, and I say that's sort of set me on the path to then um, going to drama school, Guildford School of Acting. So I was there for three years on the acting course, which is very much an all singing, all dancing experience, and you get to know all different parts of the industry and performing lots of different plays, and a little bit on radio as well, um, radio plays, and um, yeah, it's it's still there in Guildford, going from strength to strength. So yeah, that's where I started. Right, tell me about the regional theatre work then, Suzanne. Yeah, we did a mixture of um, all different um, theatre shows, so from the Shakespeare to the Restoration Shakespeare. dramas. Yeah, yeah, some Shakespeare, yes, much ado about nothing. And, um, is that fun or is it just tempest? hard work? It's hard work, yes, absolutely. I am a bit pentameter and all that, so yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. very specific. Yeah, and um, Yes, and a Scottish play. Um, but yes, also, and you know, I was on the fringe as well. So yes, a mixture of all different um, shows, all the, all the classics and I say restoration comedies and Moliere's. And yeah, it's a real, a real mixture of shows. And um, yes. What did you enjoy? Yeah. I used to like the comedies. Yeah. I oh, sort yeah. of like comedies and musicals as well. So just sort of, you know, sort of like that salad days and um, sort of Rodgers and Hammerstein. I've always been a massive fan of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've sung on air before, so some of you might know me from the radio shows that I do here, Suzanne's World of Arts and Entertainment and Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Brit Flick. So I sometimes sing along with some of the scores that I might be playing. It's Leonard Bernstein, which I think uh, there's a new film coming out with him as well, yeah. um, well about him, uh, called Maestro with Bradley Cooper. You've been on the West End, haven't you, as well? Yes, I've tempered on the West End. Yeah, I've trod the boards on the West End. Um, I was in the, re- in the regions, um, understudying. Um, that things like Blood Brothers. And, Blood um, Brothers? Yes, oh, wow. yeah. And uh, various other productions. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very interesting learning experience. And um, Greece, understudying as well. Greece. But, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's, it was great. So, yeah, it's a mixture also of Fringe as well. So, places like German Street Theatre. So, you're trying out different plays there as well so it's all different you know um fringe venues and main stages so yeah it's uh, it's been a real mixture of um of different uh, venues really the other side of your interest that, that from which this book came is all about the environment animals ecology isn't it mm, that's right yes um i've always been interested you know probably about 20 odd years ago you know walking out in nature always felt a lot of um Oh, just you get you, your creativity is sort of peaked when you're going out in nature, just because you're out in those open spaces and seeing all the wildlife. And I've sort of always had an interest, and it just really um, 
I started to become more interested in researching um, some of the animals because they sort of their behaviour sort of struck me as a bit comparable um, really? to to performers and just like you say, because musicians, there are there are frogs in the book, which some of the obvious analogies of their amplification um, is sort of similar, but they obviously are different. But through the perception of this character, which I hasten to say, it's, it's, it's through her eyes and her perception and her background in entertainment, that is why she sees things a bit more in that light. Uh, but readers will also be interested to see some of the similarities. Some are sort of stereotypical, some animals, they're very competitive. Um, they're, mm-hmm. you know, the cutthroat finch. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bird called a cutthroat finch, which seems quite <laughs> appropriate for the entertainment industry sometimes. Um, but also there's, there's animals that are collaborative. They will help each other. They work in, they have networks and you have to get into their different networks in order to, to move forward. And uh, things like, you know, the rats in the colonies, they stick together. So, you know, there's kind of similarities of, um, of animals and entertainers. I think people might, those definitely involved in the industry uh, will recognise some of the characters in it. Now, there's an awful lot of animals in the story. Oh, yes. An awful lot of correlations between their behaviour and the world of acting. Had you got specific people in mind when you're writing these, particularly things like rats? Yeah, oh yes. <laughs> we'll see name, yes. names were names were changed um for, to protect the innocent. But yes, there's a, <laughs> there are sort of people that yeah, inevitably are I've in, encountered and I and I'd say I think industry industry, industry professionals will recognise those people in it. You know, we have some of the oh, crabs. Wow. Yeah, we have some of the crabs and we have, you know, the badgers and you know, they all very much um you know, that they're, they're kind of based on sort of individuals that I think you would know in the industry. Yeah, they're yeah. quite entertaining as well in some ways. There's quite a lot of um, there's some quite a lot of bite, not biting dialogue, but yeah, a little bit biting, a little bit quirky dialogue, yep. which in certain scenes, you know, kind of quite pacey, almost screenplayish, like really, you know, you get into the scene, and um, the two worlds are definitely played out within the dialogue, so people can start to see um, similarities within the badgers, for example, when you read that scene. The two yeah. worlds are played out in the dialogue. You mean mm. the real world of acting and the animal world? Yes, yeah, so people are going to understand from within the dialogue and the narrative a bit more deeply about the entertainment industry um, because it's seen through Frida's eyes and she can exp- she's sort of obviously able to um, explain that through her sort of narrative. But also through the dialogue, it will play out. But then you will also learn quite a lot about, um, for people who are interested in wildlife and wildlife community and environment, they're going to find out about, I would say, the struggles, the plights, the challenges, but also some of the triumphs of animals, which are also similar to some of the triumphs and um and struggles of a performer if frida ferret had if frida had stayed as an actress and stayed in that world and hadn't had that transformation she never would have had an insight into the bigger picture of what's going on out there in the environmental world as well as obviously wishing to pursue that main mission of ferreting to fame she still wants to be that performer but she has to try and like i said within the um the description at the at the top of this um show she has to go on that journey. She has to work through those communities and try and get accepted by them to sniff out the clues. She needs to dig out those, those you know, areas. Where can she go? How can she find her way back to the places that she is more familiar with? Is there a particular place you were thinking of when you were imagining Frida out in the fields and so on? Certainly, yeah. When you've gone, when yeah. You've gone walking, yeah. And I, even the other day, I was in a, a lovely field quite near the, um, where we are here in the studio. 
And it just, it was, you know, it's frosty, it was cold. It's like, and it had all those sort of, it took me straight back. I'm thinking, yeah, I can imagine the beaver being there for that scene. Or I can imagine the, the badgers over there having their little scene. And, you know, I think a lot of some people, I don't know about you, um, when you watch a wildlife program, you sort of imagine them sometimes having the conversation, you know, especially see some gulls together having a chat. And you're thinking, what are they, what are they planning? What are they up to? And, you know, this gives it a voice. This book gives it a voice. And, Similarly, with lots of um, environmental charities and organisations, they, they pride themselves on giving animals a voice. And this book is obviously a good sort of accompaniment to that because um, it is giving them a voice. You know, what would they be saying? What would they be saying? Help me, you know, I'm struggling or I'm going to do this. So it's, it, and it is fun. It's quite, it's quite entertaining, I would hope, as well, that people can sit back and have a, have a chortle on certain um, scenes with some of the dialogue. So. <laughs> but I think now... I'm going to notice and think. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to wonder. Yeah. How strange. Yeah. Well, people obviously, they talk to their dogs and they think, oh, I wonder what my dog's oh, yeah, thinking. Yeah. Oh, would he like that? Or maybe he'd like that bone over there. What's he thinking? And, and see, is that because it's a domestic animal? But, you know, do we ever think about what the wildlife might be saying as well? So it's, um, yeah, I think some of the wildlife maybe um, presenters, they might sort of sometimes see it in that kind of quirky way because they're working <laughs> with a lot of animals on you know, your, your spring watch and your winter watches and things like that. So they might sort of go, mm, yes. I can imagine a badger sitting down and having that conversation. <laughs> Good imagination. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, it's an imaginative thing. You know, immerse yourself in a in two different worlds, but actually learn something a little bit as well um, about the worlds. Yeah. Now, if people would like to contact you, Suzanne, what's the best way for them to do that? To yes. say hello, because a, a lot of people like contacting also to, to ask questions, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as most listeners will know, as well as an author, I'm a presenter on Brooklyn's radio, so... I have my own web page on the site. So if they go to www.brooklandsradio.co.uk forward slash worldofarts.html, then that has all about the shows and myself. And on that page, I believe, is actually a little link to the book as well. You'll see a, yep. a picture of the copy of the cover and the title, and then there's a link underneath as well, so people can go there as well. And uh, obviously, I would say it is available on Amazon. <laughs> And so you can just type in Amazon in the search bar, Ferret to Fame. And uh, you won't find many of those, but this one, so the one and only Ferret to Fame will be on there. Yeah. So that's the best way to do that, really. Sounds good. I was going to say where to buy it, but you've told us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Amazon. Yes. Everybody that. knows Amazon. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for coming in today. That's been mm. fascinating. My pleasure. It's been great to talk to you, Dave. Sorry, it's loving,